Welcome to the Strong Families Podcast, where we believe that strong families connect to Jesus, connect to each other, to a faith community, and to their mission and purpose. Today's story, Strong Families, is about sleeping, something I love very, very much. Do you love sleeping? I love sleeping. Where is the funniest place you have ever fallen asleep? Share it with your family or talk about what kind of a sleeper is each person in your family. I can tell you a little bit about my family. When I was a girl growing up, my mother was a very extremely ridiculously light sleeper. That means she could hear any footstep in the hall She could hear any twist of a doorknob. She could hear the leaves rustling outside and she would wake up. If you happened to be laying next to her while she was sleeping, you couldn't move. If you rolled over, lifted your hand or sniffed, she would wake up. She was a ridiculously light sleeper. It was hard. My son, Caleb, is exactly the opposite. And he has been since he was a baby. I can vacuum while he's sleeping. I can yell. We can talk. We can have a whole conversation. We can turn on loud music. Listen, I've even tried blowing a trumpet at him when he's sleeping and he doesn't know. It's as if he was dead and all the world went away. What kind of a sleeper are you? I have fallen asleep in some really strange places. For some reason, I remember high school being a time when I was always very extremely tired. I can remember falling asleep on the sidewalk outside of classrooms. I can remember falling asleep in the top luggage rack of a tour bus because it was the only place I could stretch out. I have fallen asleep in trees, inside of boxes, and one time in the trunk of a car. But that's a story for another time. Share with your family What kind of a sleeper are you? In our story today, we find Jesus sleeping. I think he's exhausted. I think he's tired. He's been doing a lot of ministry and healing a lot of people. But this is also a different kind of sleep. As we read the story together, and then as we talk about it, I want you to think about what stands out to you. What just jumps out at you from this story? We're reading in Matthew chapter 8, starting with verse 23. It says, Then he, Jesus, got into the boat, and his disciples followed him. Suddenly, a ferocious storm came up on the lake, so that the waves swept over the boat. But Jesus was sleeping. The disciples went and woke him, saying, Lord, save us. We're going to drown. He replied, You of little faith. Why are you so afraid? Then he got up and rebuked the wind and the waves, and it was completely calm. The men were amazed, terrified, and asked, What kind of a man is this? Even the winds and the waves obey him. So there's a few things I want to tell you about this story before you discuss it with your family. The first is that this was no ordinary storm. These disciples were fishermen, and they had been fishermen their whole lives. They were used to storms. They were used to being on the sea. They were used to being in their boat. It says it was so big that the waves swept over the boat. They didn't know what to do. They were afraid for their lives. When people who are used to sailing all their lives are afraid, that means it's a really, really bad storm. 
In fact, one writer even suggests that this is sort of a satanic storm where Satan whipped up the winds and the waves to try to discourage the disciples and to try to discourage Jesus. That's why it's really significant that Jesus is sleeping. He, it's like he's saying he doesn't even care. Satan's discouragement, all the fear, all the trouble and trials Satan's trying to throw at him, he isn't bothered in the least. He's not afraid. He's not disturbed. He is not even awakened by anything that Satan tries to throw at him. That means that Jesus knows that he can have victory over Satan. That's really significant. So another thing I want to point out is that the disciples cried, Lord, save us. This is a cry that you can cry anytime, anywhere, and God will always answer it. One writer says that this is never asked when God doesn't answer. Anytime you say, God save me, Lord save us, he always answers. And then lastly, it says the disciples were surprised when he calmed the waves in the storm and he said, peace be still. That's in another version of the story. But he says that and suddenly everything goes quiet. They were shocked. So that tells me that when they woke him up, what did they think he would do? Did they want him to help scoop water out of the boat? Did they want him to help row them to shore? They wanted him to do something, but I don't think they expected him to calm the wind and the actual waves. I don't think they really understood yet that he was God, that he actually had control over nature and maybe over evil. They didn't yet see who he was. What were they expecting? Okay, what I want you to talk about with your family is first, what stands out to you from this story? What stands out most and why? What do you think God's trying to say to you through that little part? And then second, I want you to talk about the storms that are in your life right now. No, I don't mean rain and wind and waves and tornadoes, but I guess if there's a tornado, that's important too. I mean the figurative storms, the symbolic storms, like the troubles you're facing, the things that are hard, the things that are throwing you off course, the things that make you afraid or overwhelmed or sad. What are the storms that you're facing in your life right now as a person, as a family, maybe in your community, and how can Jesus calm the storm? Because remember, every time we cry out to Jesus and say, save me, he will do it somehow, some way, maybe not in the way we're expecting, but he always answers that cry of his children. Have a good time, strong families, discussing storms, and then later, hopefully, enjoying some sleep. Mm-hmm.